Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're doing it big on a Friday. Super Bowl MVP and BYU legend Steve Young returns to the show, a live game preview of BYU and Notre Dame. Bronco Mendenhall explains the reason for wacky game day weather, and Chad Lewis joins us live from South Bend with his predictions for Saturday's showdown. Plus, the Friday Five and a weekend full of championship opportunity for BYU athletics. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Friday, sports friends. You made it through another week, and this is how we do it on Friday. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. Feeling good. Love me some Montel. I'm Spencer Linton to my right. La, 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 la. <laughs> What is that part? That guy. The most <laughs> underrated athlete in Copper Hills High School history. I'm just going to say it. His name is Jerem Jordan. Wherever uh, and however you may be listening, thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your day. Let me repeat our headliners today. BYU football legends Steve Young and Chad Lewis. Very nice. And some absolute gems from my one-on-one interview with Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach in rare form. I'm telling you, the guy has a fantastic sense of humor. Unique, Yes but very underrated, dry style of humor. I wonder if Broncos into the Hunger Games trilogy, Jerem. I highly doubt that. Really? I highly doubt that. <laughs> you don't think he's read them? No. If the dude, if the guy doesn't watch college football on Saturdays, <laughs> is he going to read the Hunger Games? Maybe his son's Those are, those are unrelated. Maybe. Maybe Holly likes it. <laughs> Hunger Games trilogy, by the way, uh, the second movie just came out. Uh, it's called Catching Fire. We'll address that in just a little bit. Spin it off into BYU. As always, you can join our conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. And Jerem, have you checked out our Facebook page? It's pretty cool. Once upon a time, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was on it last night. Good stuff on there. Uh, by the way, today's poll question every Friday bold predictions. Give them to me, Jerem. Today's question What's your bold prediction for the BYU at Notre Dame game? BYU by 17 plus? Yes. <laughs> BYU puts up 600 yards of total offense. BYU special teams touchdown, or BYU defense holds Notre Dame under 17 points. Tweet at BYU Sports Nation, of course, as you mentioned. You can comment on and like our Facebook page as well. And that poll question is on BYUTVSports.com. Given that the weather's going to be absolutely atrocious, is holding Notre Dame under 17 that that big of a bold prediction? I don't know. I don't know. BYU getting to 24 is going to be tough, I BYU's think. BYU's never scored 24 or more against Notre Dame. Isn't that crazy? Byu's 2-5 and five against the Irish. What was the score when they won in, in South Bend? It was 21-14. 21-14, uh, that's 94. right. Yeah. They have never scored 24 or more against Notre Dame in, at, in on any, of any those field. Meetings. And then when they won in 2004, was it Wow. How about that stat? Bold predictions. Send us your tweets at BYU Sports Nation. Friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation every weekday, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show on demand every day on the newly launched BYURadio.org. You can catch our rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends. We do it at the end of every week. It's the Friday Five. We get you ready for the weekend on BYU Sports Nation with the Friday Five. Good news, bad news for Eric Mika. Okay, Eric Mika, fortunately, 
is not going to have to miss the season or what we're assuming a considerable amount of game time. There's been no word on how much the freshman phenom center on the BYU basketball team, uh, how long he'll be sitting out. Uh, But we do know this, and and this comes from BYU Athletics, a right eye abrasion, all scans came back negative, and he will be reevaluated later today. That was on Thursday. We haven't heard anything additionally from the Eric Mika situation, but I tell you what, that was scary when he took the claw to the face. The claw! Uh, You mean the claw. The claw. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And went down. Man, it did not look good. And then talking with some of the the BYU basketball players after the game, and they said, oh, man, he's super like swollen, lots of red and purple around his eyes, bruising, uh, may have scratches to a cornea, perhaps both corneas. And uh, I know they've been joking about goggles now, so it would appear that that Eric's going to have to wear some sort of eye protection for at least a little while, but expect him back in the lineup, and that that's great news. Is Bad that news? Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. That's the question. We don't know yet. And uh, certainly you want it to be that way, but ultimately his health and the status there is most important. So good news that Eric Mika looks like he's going to be okay. We just don't know when, and he's dealing with a right eye abrasion. I talked to a doctor, a good friend of mine. His name is... Uh, Gordon Bateman, he's from Southern California. His son, Trevor Bateman, plays on the football team. Gordon packed my truck for me when I moved up here. Thanks, Gordon. Uh, he, he's a, a, a devout listener of BYU Sports Nation. Um, but he sent me some text messages and, and was asking, you know, how's, how's Eric's eye doing? And then he proceeded to tell me that there are some things that Eric can do. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what he said. Uh, bandage contact lenses. I have no idea what those are. Wow. But he said bandage contact lenses can help a lot. Ziggy uh, just weighed in and said, yeah, I can wear 3D glasses. <laughs> oh. So thanks, Dr. Bateman, for uh, telling me something that gives me encouragement. Eric Meek is going to be okay, even though I have no idea what bandage contact lenses Buey, are. Buey needs him against Texas. Yes. And Wichita State or DePaul. Also, Jackson Emery uh, tweeted out yesterday different types of goggles, uh, referencing former NBA players. Kurt Rambis. Please, Eric, do not wear Kurt Rambis goggles. Why Dude. not? <laughs> of of all the guys uh, in all the seasons of BYU, Eric Mika would do that. And here's the thing. I'm glad that this is not as serious, because this could be really bad. You could have some serious permanent eye damage there. That possibility existed. So that was good news yesterday, that it was just a scrape, uh, essentially, on his eye. And the scan's negative. That, that orbital bone was not broken. That's good. That was the scary thing. And I heard some whisperings about that after the game. You know? Yes. Okay, not actual whisperings. But oh. I, I did hear some some talk about that, and uh, it was speculation, but certainly great grateful that the scans came back negative, and, and Eric will be back. Let's go topic two. Both sides banged up. Louis Nix out for the season. That is huge news for the Notre Dame defensive line. Torn meniscus. He's a first-round projected draft pick in the NFL draft. So Louis Nix third out for the season. We just got an update from BYU Athletics on Eric Mika. This is uh, what we received. Everything checked out last night. He got evaluated again. He will be eased into today's practice and go through the full practice on Saturday. This just in from BYU Athletics. Uh, so that sounds like he's going to play Monday. If, if he can be in full practice Saturday, that sounds like he would play Monday. So that's great news that uh, everything checked out last night. He'll be eased into today's practice and go through the full practice on Saturday. One more time, read that statement for uh, our listeners on BYU Sports Nation. We're just getting some breaking news in about Eric Mika. Everything checked out last night. 
He will be eased into today's practice and go through the full practice on Saturday. BYU Athletics giving us that note. Okay, so will he play on Monday? It sounds like yes. It sounds like that's me saying that, but it sounds like yes. So that's great news that it wasn't more serious when DeAndre Kane went postal on Eric Meeks' face on Wednesday. Holy cow. Okay, back to topic two. Both sides banged up BYU-Notre Dame football. I mentioned Louis Nix III. He's one of two guys on that Notre Dame defensive line that are just beasts. You got Stephon Truitt and Nix III, but Nix out for the season. As I mentioned, a torn meniscus, first-round NFL projected draft pick. And he's not going to play on senior day in South Bend. So On a snowy day where BYU is going to run the ball 50 times. That it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Here's the thing for me. Yes, as a, as a BYU supporter, you look at that and think, okay, good, we catch a break. But I like to beat teams when they're at their best. No one in a couple of years, no one's gonna remember that Louis Nix the third wasn't in that game. Just go and win. Nah. Name a single defender from the '94 game on Notre Dame. I don't know uh, anyone. I don't care. Uh, Joe Thompson. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, Rick Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but Nick's the third out for the season, so that is a huge storyline moving forward. BYU, by the way, has a laundry list of injuries that they're dealing with, and uh, yeah, we'll start with J.D. Falsov. Okay, the big one is J.D. Falsov's going to play. What? He broke his hand a couple weeks ago at the Provo Beach Resort in a in a little accident while they did surfing or whatever. Uh, so he has like metal pins around his hand, and they tape it up and soft cast it up or whatever. He's been in practice catching passes. That's got to be so painful. But he's going to play. That's huge. The other one is Spencer Hadley. He will not play with the torn MCL. So Spencer Hadley out. Uh, He was hoping that maybe he'd see a little bit of game time against Notre Dame. Bronco Mendenhall and Jeff Hurst, the team trainer, said that he's progressing. But uh, he will not play against Notre Dame. He's just not there yet. At this point, you hope he gets back for the bowl game. Nevada, you don't have to have Spencer Hadley against Nevada, but in the bowl game, I would like Spencer Hadley against Washington or Arizona or Oregon State or Washington State if they're bowl eligible. Your tight end core all banged up against Idaho State, uh, and and most of them went out early in the Wisconsin game. Kane Akuafril is back. He will start, will That's play, good. dealing with a hamstring situation. So Kane is back in the lineup. The, the depth chart last week was Taron Houck, Marcus Matthews. Well, they moved to the slot. Yeah. So tight ends, it was only... It was only Houck, uh, right? No, it was uh, Wilson. Oh, Richard Wilson. And uh, Friel, Friel, got, oh, Friel got hurt in the... What was it? Yeah, Friel did the, not play. He dressed but did not play against yeah. Idaho State. So at least this week, uh, you can have Friel and then uh, Brett Thompson, they're hoping he goes as well. After, what, a hit pointer against Wisconsin? Devin Mahina is still out with an adductor... Uh, uh, injury. Brock Stringham and Riker Matthews, the offensive line, get some much-needed bolstering. They will both play. Stringham has a shoulder problem. Riker Matthews coming off a spinal injury. And, and he talked to the Deseret News earlier this weekend, just uh, is very excited to go up against Notre Dame and, uh, and play in a big-time stadium like that. So BYU banged up, but they're starting to get more healthy after the Idaho State game. Another reason that playing a team like that is a good idea. Let's go topic three. Catching fire. Yeah. The Hunger Games back at BYU Sports Nation. And uh, if you're not familiar with, with the Hunger Games trilogy or, or the books, the Hunger they're, Games! They're, they're, they're all the rage, man. They're all, they're all the rage. Uh, my wife is the one that convinced me to read them. I actually enjoyed it. But the, mo- the yeah. second movie came out last night. And, yeah, I've, uh, I've read them. I like the books. I've heard mixed, second book was the best, Catching Fire. I've heard mixed reviews. 
Uh, of the movie? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three, hey, three, hey, three. hey, this is a spoiler-free environment. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to give a spoiler. I'm just going to say three no, people see, told me once you, once you say, I'm just going to say, I want it to end right there. I just want to <laughs> go to the movie. No, Hey, I'll, I, this was the worst. When I had roommates in college, it was this. Hey, have, did you see the jazz game? No, no, no. I, I, Or Modern Family or Lost or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. Don't, stop right there. D- just don't say Hey, all I want to say is then I'm like, no, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. And they'd say, the the end man, it's awesome, dude. I'm like, no, be quiet. Shut up and leave. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna say three people told me they liked it and one person told me they didn't like it. You know the one person that said they didn't like it? The one person said they didn't like it? Matt Carlino. Although he oh, did I say, saw that on Twitter. Although yeah. he did say Jennifer Lawrence is very attractive. <laughs> In other words, why are we talking about catching fire? Why not? Here it is. We're going to spin this off towards BYU football. I spoke with Bronco Mendenhall at length. We have a weekly one-on-one interview, and that was what I was referencing uh, and talking about his dry sense of humor. He he was unlike uh, any Bronco I have ever seen yesterday, Uh, just firing off jokes left and right. He had the poker face rolling. Uh, I think he's he's quite literally scared our photographer at one point because he thought he was serious, but he wasn't serious that he was going to, you know, maybe throw him over the balcony or something. And I knew he was joking. The kid's like, what, 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 Um, what? (laughs) Very funny guy. But we talked about how BYU and Notre Dame, both teams need this win and how it can lead to big things for the rest of the season for the Cougars or the Fighting Irish. Right now we have two 7-3 and three teams that are right on the edge of the top 25, that this game will probably put them right against it or in it. And then if you finish well, by the next game in the bowl game, you're probably even higher. And so that's where we're going. That's what we want. And so there's a lot to play for for both teams. Listen to this. The winner goes to 8-3. and three. The loser drops to 7-4. and four. For some reason to me... That sounds like a big difference. I mean, I know it's only one game, but seven and four for me is like, eh. but eight and three is like, okay, that's that's kind of the cutoff for me because I know in the back of my mind, BYU still has an opportunity to win 10 games and Notre Dame has the same opportunity if they handle BYU. I don't think they're going to beat Stanford, but if they beat BYU, they still have the chance to win 10 games if they get a bull win, which quite frankly, Notre Dame does not do very well, but they're not going to play in a uber competitive bowl, so they should win that bowl game. So there's a shot. Yeah, for BYU, there's a huge difference between eight wins and ten wins. Let's or even nine. If you get double digit double wins, digits, you win man. out. BYU is going to beat Nevada. They'll have at least eight wins, right? So we're talking about Notre Dame and the bowl game. If BYU has ten wins, they go into 2014 ranked, and Taysom Hill is a top 25 Heisman candidate. And people are talking about BYU, and there's there's buzz and there's excitement going into a schedule, which we'll address in a moment, with the news of Southern Mississippi off for next year. That is not as hard as this season, and BYU, in my opinion, will be a better team. It's all about catching fire at the end of the season. Bronco Mendenhall thinks a 10-win season this year would obviously be huge. 10 wins in all the previous seasons and the 11-win seasons, it's hard to do, really hard. When you say this year with the schedule, um, uh, if we were able to pull that off, um, it's a remarkable season, not just a good season, not a great season. It's a remarkable season and a great springboard going forward. That's exactly what you were talking about, Jerem. It's the springboard. If you have wins over Texas, Georgia Tech, Houston, Boise State, Notre Dame, and a solid Pac-12 team, and you finish with 10 wins, holy cow. You could argue that's that's one of the top seven seasons in BYU history, depending on how BYU finishes. If BYU finishes top 15 in total offense as well, 
and Taysom goes 3,000, 1,000 passing rushing. There's only 25. There's only 25 guys that have gone 4,000, 2,000. I don't feel intimidated at all. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Taysom Hill is going to end up in elite, you know, category in elite category. There, this this could go down as one of the special seasons in BYU history. But it de- it depends on tomorrow. BYU's got to beat Notre Dame. What a setup. It's another huge game. And there's so much disappointment coming off the Wisconsin game. The funny thing is, the BYU fan base, we're, tr- we're trying to temper all of these emotions and keep it kind of somewhere in the middle because you look at the team that lost to Virginia. Season's over! We lost to Virginia. We're not going to have a perfect record. No BCS. And then you beat Texas 40-21, to and it's like, whoa, back in the BCS discussion. Welcome back to the— Lo- Love it. Welcome back on the bandwagon. Yeah, love it. And then Utah. We lost to Utah. Nothing else to play for. One and two. Horrible. Then you win five straight. Beat Boy State. Get bowl eligible on the cusp of getting into the BCS Top 25 rankings. Hey, we got a shot. Just got to beat Wisconsin. Lose to Wisconsin. Oh, well, maybe next year. <laughs> Here we are again. Turning point, BYU facing Notre Dame. They have an opportunity to win 10 games. I guarantee if you ask somebody back on June 26th at Media Day, if BYU won 10 games, would you be happy? 100% of BYU Sports Nation would look at the schedule they had and say, absolutely. To me, that number was 9, not even 10. It was 9 with this schedule. 10 is tremendous. Look, I know. They got to beat Notre Dame. Let's get that done. I know. I'm not giving it to them. But the chance, the opportunity is there. They'll have a chance in all of the final three games that they play. All right, we go to topic number four. Titles on the line. Oh, huge weekend for BYU Athletics as a whole. San Diego hosting BYU in the Women's Volleyball West Coast Conference regular season title. An auto birth of the NCAAs on the line. It starts at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, live on the W.TV. The W. So the volleyball team is technically not the only team competing for championship status, Jerem. And we'll talk to head coach Sean Olmsted later in the program, by the way. The cross-country team, both the men and the women, men ranked fifth, the uh, women uh, in the NCAA championships as well, in Indiana tomorrow. That's huge. The men could win a national title. Women's soccer had a tough loss against Colorado in Tallahassee, Florida on a neutral field yesterday. They went down 2-0 at half, uh, got a goal in the 59th minute from Nikki Fernandez, had a great opportunity in the 82nd minute, but Chloe Coulihan's shot hit the post, so they lose 2-1. Great season for the ladies. Uh, They'll finish the season ranked somewhere in the top 25, but they lose in the second round of the NCAA Women's Soccer Championship. All right, and on the Friday Five, here is topic number five. See you later, Southern Miss. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall has talked a lot about the scheduling. And BYU's schedule as an independent has fluctuated a little bit, Jerem. It's, uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, things get set in stone, but it seems like nowadays not everything is, is, has to be done that way. Oh, sure. Yeah, it, it'll be announced in like January on True Blue with Tom Homo. Uh, and so the schedule, Southern Mississippi dropped the game with BYU. Which we knew. We knew it was gonna. We, we speculated it was gonna happen. Right, that was rumored. So now it's official. So here's here's the unofficial official schedule, if you will. This is based on what BYU has announced previously, yet to be officially announced as one whole. But here's what I've got. So uh, home games in 2014: Virginia, Houston, Utah State, Nevada, UNLV, Savannah State. BYU could go six and zero at home there. Road. Here's where it's a little more challenging: 
Connecticut, Texas, Love that game. Central Florida, Ooh. Boise State, Middle Tennessee, Cal. Three challenging road games. I see BYU going double-digit wins next year. It's enough with three challenging road games and c- decent competition on your home field. I mean, Virginia probably won't be great. Houston will be a solid team, as will Utah State. Chucky Keaton will be back. Nevada, eh. UNLV Savannah State, not a great finish UNLV's to the home. UNLV is now bowl eligible. But they they're, are bowl they're eligible. They're better, but they're not good. And then Savannah State is going to be essentially the same thing that Idaho State was Live this year. on BYU TV. That, yeah. <laughs> Identify the worst home game. Live on BYU TV. <laughs> We've got it. We're, we love it. We'll make it great. Absolutely. We'll make it the most entertaining game you've ever Absolutely seen against Savannah State. we will. But the road challenges at Texas, at Boise State, and then the game to finish at Cal. I don't even care if Cal has a losing record. If you're playing at a Pac-12 opponent the final game of the season in late November, that, that carries more meaning it's for better me. better than New Mexico State exactly, or Idaho. than New Mexico State or Idaho. I was just going to go there. On that note, I talked to Bronco Mendenhall again yesterday in our one-on-one sit-down there in the student-athlete building, and we had heard on the radio show on BYU Radio on Wednesday night that a powerhouse in the SEC was hinted at, LSU, potentially an upcoming game for BYU. Here's Bronco Mundenhall explaining a little bit further about that situation. The details are, are probably not something that, and I'm probably, the AD hasn't called me yet, but he's probably mad at me for, <laughs> for even mentioning that team as, as well as some of the others that I didn't mention that we're going to play. Um, that's who we're going to play. Awesome. And we're going to play as many teams as we can like that. And um, I believe it's good for the program. And uh, I want growth. I want experience and I want improvement. And I think one of the only ways to do that is to go wherever we need to go to play those teams. And eventually they'll come here, but we'll have to start beating them there first. This is exactly what we were talking about on Thursday morning. I don't care if it's a one and done on the road with LSU or a two for one or four for two like BYU has with Notre Dame. Get those games. Give yourself an opportunity to make big time national buzz. I love the opportunity. And the fact that he said LSU or teams like that tells me that BYU are going after the big dogs. And that ESPN can help them do it. They're already helping them do it. That's the key. You've seen the evidence. So the 2014 schedule, as Jerem said, will be officially announced in January with Athletic Director Tom Homel. January-ish. That'll be, yeah, sometime in January. That'll be on True Blue. But coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, we join Chad Lewis... BYU legendary tight end live from South Bend. He'll tell us what he thinks about the future schedule and how the Cougars get it done against the Fighting Irish. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan sits to my right. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. BYU at Notre Dame tomorrow. Coverage starts 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff starts at 2.30 Eastern. The game's on NBC and BYU Radio. And both BYU TV and BYU Radio have live post-game coverage right after the game. What are your bold predictions for BYU at Notre Dame? We go to Twitter, at dbrand24. Adam Hine takes kickoff to the house. No penalties. No kickers catching him. And I asked Adam after the Idaho State game, like, is, is this something that, that, you, that is going to happen this season? And he's like, man, the kickoff team wants it so much. We, we want to deliver that for BYU football and for Coach Mendenhall. The last, that was interesting. 
I'm glad he didn't guarantee it because the last guy to guarantee such a thing didn't happen. O'Neill Chambers <laughs> did not happen. At Ted Y Blue Blood, BYUD dominates and gets gets a shutout. BYU by ten. So they win ten nothing. That's what he's saying. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. At Twitter pated. Hey, I like that. That's, that's very, clever. Very clever. Uh, don't take this the wrong way. Uh oh. But your show rocks. Oh, hey, thanks, Bill. Hashtag clean, hashtag funny, hashtag positive, hashtag honest, hashtag wicked awesome people interviewed. That's the date for that. Steve yeah. Young, Chad Lewis. Yeah. 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 At cool. F. Ruiz 801. Bold prediction, BYU wins by a comfortable double-digit margin. Comfortable double-digit margin. Now, we've talked about them having a difficult time getting to 24. They've never scored 24 against Notre Dame in any game. So if BYU hits the 24 mark tomorrow in the inclement weather, boy, that, that'd be something. But... You know, if Lewis the Knicks the third is out with a torn meniscus and it's a running game and BYU has a pretty solid running offense and Notre Dame's banged up and it's snowy, I like the Cougars' chances. I don't I don't think that is too unfathomable. I want to bring up a stat that we looked up uh, this week. Jamal Williams has 338 carries at BYU. Do you know how many fumbles he has? Uh, one. Two. Two. Do you know how many fumbles he's lost. Is it zero? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Jamal Williams has never lost a fumble. I think That's BYU, pretty good. I think BYU as a team has gone four or five games without a fumble. When was the last time they did that? Incredible stuff. All right, we'll get back to more of your uh, Twitter traffic, your bold predictions. While we have a minute, Jerem, let's talk about the LSU situation. Okay, Bronco joked that uh, Athletic Director Tom Homo uh, was kind of upset with him. Um, and said he hasn't he hasn't called him yet, but <laughs> they you got once you address it with BYU Radio, you've you can't hide from it, you can't deny it. And so he said, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, but LSU is the type of team that we want to schedule, and that really is setting a new precedent for BYU football. The latter, the next rung that they want to climb is, hey, we can play with anybody in the country." And why not go to the top of the SEC? Why not challenge yourself that way? That's what BYU fans have been asking for for a long time. We want, we just want a chance. We just want a chance to see what is is going on and how we match up against some of those top teams in the SEC. More Oklahoma type games, right? So they were yes. they were a top ten team. They were ranked third. Had the Heisman Trophy winner. I would love. Those kind of challenges. This year's schedule has been tremendous for BYU because you've had a bunch of very good teams. In fact, we thought that BYU had would have three or four ranked teams on the schedule. It's only been one, Wisconsin, who was barely ranked. They were 24th. But the name prestige is important. That team's better than 24th in the country. I'm telling you, they are a top five defense. That team's going to finish in the top 15. <laughs> they are solid. Okay. Or win for Chad Lewis from South Bend. Let's do know the foe. How much do you know about the Fighting Irish or the lauded, famous area of the country that they're from? Bring it on, Aaron. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Yeah. Feeling the groove, Jerem? Relax the shoulders, man. Know the foe. Okay. Some of these uh, these fun facts come from a friend of the program, David Neely, who was in South Bend covering the game. He did your research, and I did my own. He didn't do all of my research. (laughs) Oh, so he did some. Okay. Yes. He sent them to both of us. I'm just... Well, I didn't want to look, because if we both look, then we both know the answers. (laughs) He said he would find some interesting facts and send them back, so he did. And I've chosen three that I think are very interesting. He's there. So he he went and did some uh, original research. 
Okay. True or false? Notre Dame has 50-plus college football Hall of Famers. Ooh. I'm going to go true. False. Almost 50. Wow. Nearly 50. But yeah. still, that's a lot. You know how many BYU has? Hey. Oh, BYU has... It's six or seven. Six. Yeah, it's less, I think it's six. Yeah, less than ten. Yeah. Uh, what's the full name of the university? Oh, man. <laughs> the University of Notre Dame at well, South Bend? I don't know. It's the University of Notre Dame du, du Lac or University of Our Lady of the Lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, have two, they have two lakes on campus. All right, this is an easy one. Real gold is used in Notre Dame helmets to spray them. True or false? I'm going to go false on that one. True. True. Oh, that's nice. You'd think I would have learned that from Rudy, right? (laughs) By the way, Brad Rock, Deseret News article this week. BYU, when BYU played at Notre Dame in 92, the first ever time, they taped Rudy in the tunnels during that game. What? Yeah. Cool, huh? No way. And then uh, a later game that year, Boston College was on the field. They used them to look like Georgia Tech in the movie. How do you know that? Because I read that article. (laughs) I am literate. Thank you, Brad Rock the Rock Monster. How many Catholic chapels are located on campus? Two. Oh, I'll I'll give you... (laughs) I'll give you options. 23, 35, (laughs) 48, or 57. Oh, I have no idea. My headphones just fell off. Oh, boy. Hey, Uh, hey, get it together, man. Let me put my headphones back on. You just fumbled your headphones. Jamal doesn't do that. Jamal would be disappointed. Okay, headphones back on. Let's see. 57 Catholic chapels. On campus? On on campus. How big are they? Uh, Oh, I don't know. That's crazy. You know what? You you could go wards at BYU, right? LDS congregations. There's hundreds. (laughs) That's buildings, though. Okay. This is not a question. This is just a random fact. I think it's cool. South Bend has the large, the world's largest chocolate store. False. That's true. Wow, okay. They have the largest chocolate store. Okay, back to Jeremy. True or false, the engineers who designed Notre Dame Stadium were the same that designed Yankee Stadium in Fenway Park? True. Yes. Pretty cool, huh? The house that Newt Rockney built. All right, one more, and then I'll give you one more. Okay. Lavelle Edwards has a display in the College Football Hall of Fame. True or false? Yeah. Kyle Whittingham has a display in the College Football Hall of Fame. True. What? (laughs) Yes. Former Cougar. What percentage of students live on campus? 70. 80. Wow, that many. Okay. That wraps up Know the Foe. Uh, Let's go back to Twitter in in the meantime. We go to at P. Norton. He's bold prediction. He says Adam Hine takes a kickoff back for a touchdown with no flag. So he's agreeing with that dbrand24. That was our first bold prediction. A lot of people like Hine to take a kickoff back for a touchdown in the in the snow and cold. I don't know if it's going to snow, but there's a good chance in the cold. All right, harder footing if he gets ahead. The thing with Hine is if he gets ahead of steam, it's tough. That's when he gets going. If he gets beyond the twenty at uh, full speed, he's tough to bring down. And if he does, uh, if he is brought down, it's usually by the kicker. At K Wilkes NS, BYU should run all over Notre Dame without Nick's, with Nick's being out. 28-14, excited for my first trip to South Bend tomorrow as well. I want to ask you, because I've never been there, what was it like last year in South it's Bend? Fantastic. It fantastic. It totally lived up to the expectation for me. The atmosphere. What about it? Just uh, the ambiance of the campus is, is beautiful. It was October last year, so uh, I think game time temp was like high 50s. Um, and the autumn leaves, the colors, the feel, it just feels... Like, there's so much uh, history. It's just history-laden, and everybody's nice. You know, I mean, I don't know. What do you say? 
Like it's it's one of the places you have to visit if you're a college football fan. It, it lived up to my expectations. Now we welcome in Chad Lewis, who is in the South Bend area. He is actually in Chicago, about to make his way over to uh, Notre Dame Stadium and Notre Dame BYU tomorrow. Chad, welcome back to the show. How are things going? Fantastic. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We hear that a cold front is approaching and, and in a hurry. Are you surviving out there right now? Yes, thank heavens it's coming. It's finally football weather. So we had good, good <laughs> practice last week in, against Idaho, and now it's time to uh, perfect it here in South Bend. It wouldn't be BYU football in 2013 without a little wacky weather, right? Holy smokes, Virginia, Texas, bring it on. It's like this is the year of the weather, so it might as as long as we're going to have it, it might as well just bring it. Chad, you played uh, in South Bend in 94 against Notre Dame. What is it? Uh, what makes that experience so special uh, for BYU to be able to go there and do that? Uh, South Bend is a place that every college football player, coach, and fan, in my opinion, should visit for a football game. And you're going to hear the ringing bells of the Salvation Army Christmas people. I'm in Chicago. So you'll hear the sights and sounds of Chicago, but <laughs> everyone should visit South Bend. It's uh, the stories, the history, the people, football, throwing a little Rudy, throwing a little President Reagan. It's got it all, and it's a beautiful campus. Um, it's just uh, you just can't go through college football without at some point in your life, like Disneyland, just going and visiting. I echo all of that, Chad. Uh, Chad Lewis, former BYU tight end, legendary tight end, NFL guy, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Chad, traveling with the team, huge opportunity for BYU on a national stage tomorrow. The Cougars still have a shot at 10 wins, but they got to get past Notre Dame first. What do you feel like BYU has to do to knock off the Fighting Irish in a cold, uh, very weird weather situation? Well, you have to play sound football. This is not a game where you can afford turnovers. This is a game where you have to run the ball well. And with BYU's running attack, the three running backs, and Taysom running so well, I think that bodes well against us, or for us. Um, Notre Dame has a very tough... You weren't kidding about the Chicago sounds, were you? night, by the way. <laughs> Notre Dame has a very tough front seven, so it's not going to be an easy task but it's something they can definitely handle. Our receivers have been banged up and hurt. Connie Frill, Deb Mahina, Mitch Matthews, Ross Apple, Sadie Falslip, Brett Thompson. So we have Cody Hoffman, Skylar Ridley, um, Kurt Henderson. Those are, our, those are our three receivers going against these guys. So I'm not looking to throw for 700 yards. I'm hoping to throw adequately and effectively. Even if Cody's covered, if I'm a quarterback, I'm throwing it to him. He's got an unbelievable ability to catch the ball in traffic. Everyone knows that. But it's the ground game and it's strong defense. I believe in a nasty weather situation, is going to beat the Fighting Irish on their home field. I was just going to ask you how you thought the weather would affect the game. Obviously, more running for BYU. And I brought up a stat a moment ago that Jamal Williams has 338 carries and has never lost a fumble. How much will BYU lean on Jamal tomorrow? They'll lean on Jamal. They'll lean on Algie. They'll run on, lean on Adam. I think those three uh, effectively getting the ball together pose a real nice combination against any defense. They're fast. They're powerful. Jamal can slash. 
Um, I just think they have a really nice combination going right now with their inside running zone zone running scheme that's that's allowing our linemen to do an effective job, not a world class job, but an effective job of blowing. Uh, giving them opportunities to run. I like what's going on right now. BYU's Chad Lewis, former tight end NFL guy, wrapping up with him on Sports Nation. Chad, first of all, uh, stay warm and enjoy the game, and uh, it's safe to say you're calling for a BYU win in South Bend? I'm definitely calling for a BYU win. It's been long enough. Let's go. As we like to hear. Get it done for the first time since 1994 at South Bend. Enjoy the game, Chad. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the one and only Steve Young making a return visit to our show. We'll join him live and get a breakdown of BYU-Notre Dame. Plus, we'll ask Steve what he thinks about teams like LSU on the future schedule. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern daily. Rebroadcast 7 Eastern and on demand on BYURadio.org. We welcome back to the show a return visit. The one and only Steve Young joining BYU Sports Nation. Steve, welcome back, man. Thanks. I'm really grateful you guys called me for long time I thought I have so much to talk about with BYU where I'm you know I'm talking to my buddies about the latest game and now you guys are calling me to come on the radio I love it just talk to you <laughs> give you the opportunity to voice all of your uh, thoughts and opinions yeah, yeah. we like that well no I want to throw BYU basketball oh I got high hopes here high hopes I was in church uh, I teach gospel doctrine in my ward and I turn around in soccer meeting and uh, the whole BYU Basketball teams, you know, it's like these huge guys. And my, my little kid's like, what? who are these guys, you know? And I thought, I, I think that must be basketball. And I, and I saw Marty Ha's son, and I thought, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely basketball. And uh, and uh, uh, and so we met him after the, you know, words and said hello and, and Eric and all the young guys. And, and then went over to Stanford and beat him up. And then it, it just killed me the other night because we deserve that one. Oh, that was tough to watch, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, you can tell. It, it, you know, everyone's every, everyone's talking about us as a oh, great backcourt, young, inexperienced frontcourt, but that frontcourt's going to get experienced really quick. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I, I was going to say two things. Uh, one, you can call, anytime you want to talk BYU sports, you, please give us a call. We're doing this every weekday, so <laughs> you have the green light to do that. Secondly, because you did watch the basketball game uh, and you saw him go for 112, how excited as a BYU fan were you to see uh, a, a young team like that doing that? I, I, you know, Coach Rhodes has always gotten the most out of everybody. That's one thing about his coaching. If whatever, you know, if our team's a six, you get the seven or eight out of them. If it's a nine, you get the ten. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like they get the – and so here we have a young team, experienced backcourt, what's going to happen, how's that going to mesh, and I just get a feeling – that if this team was going to be an eight, it might be a ten. You know, so I, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm one of those crazy BYU fans that gets too excited too fast. <laughs> don't we all? Uh, when you look at the when you look at the football game, Steve, what do you think of the matchup with Notre Dame and BYU's chances to go in there and win? I like it. Um, we're up and down. Um, I thought we'd play better at Wisconsin. Uh, Kaysen is going through. Uh, in, in some ways, 
uh, you know, its first full lap. And um, these are all great experiences. What I love about him that I've seen this year, and I saw it, was it Boise or the first time he played? What was it last year? when he? Last year was Hawaii. Yeah, but what was the fourth quarter he came on? That was Boise State. And, oh, sorry, yeah, Boise yeah. State, you're right. Yeah, so so remember he went out the first couple of series and just the balls were flying around, he had no idea. And then all of a sudden I, he came on the field, and I, I, I remember thinking to myself, First of all, I was so desperate for any offense whatsoever. I was just like, you know, some, you know, maybe I was gleaning something. But I just, he all of a sudden he set his feet and he said, "Look, I can do this." And he completed some passes, and all of a sudden he made a big couple of runs. And by in the next 15 minutes, he became the biggest threat that Boise State could have seen that night. And I thought that he had gotten some sense of capitulation from the Boise State defense by the, by the end of the game. Um, remember, we didn't go. We went for two, and I was like, "No, no, no! This guy is on fire." What I say about this is that's the microcosm of what I see this season. He makes mistakes. He has a horrible outing when he doesn't throw well, and you know, balls are flying around. And then all of a sudden, you get you see he kind of sets himself, you know, clenches his jaw, fixes the things, and then he gets better. And so, you know, early on the season, like, can he really throw the ball effectively? Can he be a passer? You know, I know he's a great athlete, but can, does he have the the fingertips? to be a great passer. And then all of a sudden you say, yeah, I think he can be. And are there limitations still a little bit? But that could grow as well. I'm not, I'm not going to hold him uh, a ceiling on him yet. But certainly throwing the football, it's gotten significantly better. And you get a, and you get a sense that now he was on the big stage in Wisconsin, learned some things from that. I expect your question that he'll be able to play very effectively against Notre Dame. I expect him to play significantly better than he played against Wisconsin, and I think it's because of the nature of who he is. Things don't go well, he figures it out, he grinds it through, he takes accountability, and he goes and, and improves. And so to me, I think to isolate on the quarterback, but in you know, the pros it's certainly this way, but in college, especially at BYU, if the quarterback's playing well, the, the, the fact is, is that things go generally pretty well. So I, I don't need to isolate it just on one position, but I, 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 I can't help it in many ways. Steve Young joining BYU Sports Nation right now. And Steve, we talked to uh, one of your other former BYU buddies, Trevor Maddich, every Monday on Maddich Mondays. And both you and Trevor have said that, look, if you want to create buzz, you need to play an exciting brand of football. You need to win. And if you don't win, you need to lose with style, have an exciting style of play, and have big-time stars. Do you feel like BYU is accomplishing all of those things this year and getting back to the type of football that BYU fans want and know? Uh, and love, our, for that matter. If our life, yeah, if our lifeblood is a contract with ESPN at this point, if that's true, which I believe it is, and being an independent uh, without that contract, we'd be in a lot of trouble. And so that you know, ESPN loves BYU. Both show and I work for ESPN, and doesn't mean that that doesn't mean a ton, but at least we have our ear to the ground and we recognize what really matters. And what really matters is they signed up BYU because of who we are on all levels, but one of those levels is exciting football, to your point, and that we would have people that are recognized nation nationally, and that when they sign up a game, you know, a late-night game uh, on a Thursday night, that they know that they'll draw some eyeballs because people want to see, you know, what BYU's doing offensively. Now, that doesn't take away from what we do defensively. It doesn't take away the fact that we're really, really good defensively, but it really does matter. If we're going to stay independent, we've got to make sure that we do those things, and this year was a relief uh, because it was headed in the wrong direction. Even though we had a good record, winning some games, style matters with this contract. And so uh, I don't want to overplay it, 
But I think that, you know, certainly this year we've reestablished ourselves uh, in a really important way. And then again, against Notre Dame, games like that, you know, that's worth 10 games, right, in some ways, just because of uh, visibility and, and, and the fact is that they're both 7-3 and three and pretty good, you know, pretty good seasons going. Uh, a win here is a valuable, you know, worthy uh, uh, win. And so these are kind of big, big, big moments uh, for BYU sports, and I'm excited about it. Steve Young joining BYU Sports Nation. And Steve, earlier this week, uh, Bronco Mendenhall mentioned that uh, the Cougars are making efforts with teams like LSU to schedule those big-time opponents. How do you feel about the independent state that BYU is in and the fact that uh, they're going out to, to try and line up games like LSU? I think I think you got to lean forward. I, I, I mean, there's, there's some calculus to it. You don't want to just, you know, have 10 killer games that you can't even, you know, play a tougher schedule than the SEC does. I mean, I I, you got to be, you know, balanced a little bit. But, boy, I like leaning forward. I like expecting us to be uh, uh, competitive and, and beating teams that are, you know, I want to uh, develop that expectation in recruiting. You know, if you don't have that expectation coming from all levels, you, you don't need it. And, uh, you know, we went independent because we weren't satisfied and on many, many levels of the Mountain West. And part of that, you know, dissatisfaction is the scheduling. And so, you know, and our ability to kind of, uh, we had too much to the ceiling that we didn't like, uh, despite all, and in, in, in addition to, you know, the relationships and different things that were going on, you know, if we're going to be independent, then let's mean it. Let's, let's go for it. Uh, let's, and so I like that. And, uh, and again, within reason, uh, but I like the idea of, you know, uh, scheduling the best and then expecting it, recruiting for it, Playing to it, and uh, you know, let's. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to deny that uh, we have the capabilities of, of doing it. And I, I, I think this season's really. Tough. I mean, our recruiting efforts will be significantly uh, enhanced this year because of this, this season. And if we finish strong, um, you know, I think the most important thing that can happen in the large, uh, in the program is, in the near term, get into an, uh, uh, you know, a New Year's type of game or. Something that uh, extends extends our uh, visibility. That's got to be our next goal, uh, and I think we're playing to it, recruiting for it, and, and expecting it. And I think you know, hopefully, it'll happen. Well, Steve, we appreciate the time, and any time that you want to call this show or for big games, <laughs> teach BYU's basketball team gospel doctrine. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They couldn't stay. I had a great lesson for them. I was going to get them, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it was a fun. It was fun to see them, and you know, it's funny after all these years. Uh, I was like a well, I mean, I was kind of a giddy kid, you know, going out and saying hi, and, and you know, those are the big boys right now on campus, and I really enjoyed it. It was fun to see them and, and see them in different uh, venues and and say hello. So I guess I'm still kind of a. I mean, I, I saw Danny Ainge and, and Scott Rooney in a, in a tragic tragedy that he had with his son uh, at a funeral last week, but I actually saw Danny Ainge and, and Alan Taylor and, and uh, Steve Craig and a number of other BYU basketball players, and I told them that the greatest moment of my BYU career was my freshman year when I was the assistant cowboy for Floyd Johnson, the equipment manager, and that was just, and I had to go, what I told them is I had to go clean up the, the locker room and all the towels after they were done after the game in a halftime, and that allowed me to sit on the bench. And so I saw the greatest after this year. This year will be the greatest, but the greatest BYU basketball season in history in 1981. <laughs> from and the bench. I'm sorry, 1980. From the bench. And then I said, for free, <laughs> I, cleaned up the towel, I cleaned up the towels for him. The towel boy it was awesome. 
That is uh, awesome. You can't beat it. Okay, Steve, in 10 seconds, BYU beats Notre Dame if what happens? Please help throw the ball well. There you go, better, Steve better Young. Throw it well. Former NFL and Super Bowl MVP, Hall of Fame quarterback, and lifelong BYU Cougar Steve Young. We appreciate the time, and we will talk to you much sooner. You do great work. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. You Bye-bye. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around Plus, today's Rise and Shout. And more of your bold predictions. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on B to the Y to the U Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. My headphones have already fallen off once today. It's crazy. It's a Friday, and it's time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. BYU lost 2-1 yesterday in women's soccer in the second round of the NCAA tournament in Tallahassee, Florida. Congratulations to the Cougars for a tremendous season following the best in school history. They were conference co-champs and got an NCAA tournament win. Good season. Swimming and diving. The swimmers in Las Vegas in a 10-team meet, including top-ranked Cal on the women's side and fifth-ranked Stanford on the men's side. The divers at Arizona for the Wildcat diving invite. Cross-country. The fifth-ranked men and the women are in Terre Haute. How do you say that again? Terre Haute? Terre Haute. Terre Haute, Indiana, for the NCAA championships tomorrow afternoon. Both races will be broadcast on NCAA.com. Women's volleyball. Tomorrow, 4 Eastern, the 24th-ranked women's volleyball team playing at San Diego for the outright West Coast Conference regular season conference title and an automatic berth to the NCAA tournament. San Diego, BYU. It's funny how it works out that way. Both teams, just two conference losses, and it comes down to a huge road game for BYU. BYU Love swept it. San Diego earlier in the year. They so swept them. Time to repay or repay. Do it again. BYU, that, San Diego was ranked second in the country when they swept them. Now they're still top 10 team. I believe number eight in the rankings. The Cougar volleyball women's team, or women's volleyball team, I should say, of course, just inside the top 25 at number 24. Now, we do this every week on Friday. Time for some of our favorite sounds of the week. This is a young team that's just going to get better. And games like that Iowa State game against really good opponents are going to be learning experiences for them. What has been really consistent with our program is that we get really good players that play really hard. Hallsworth coming back allows him to take over the point position, which allows Carlino to become more of a scorer. I think when you couple him with Hobbs on the outside, I mean, it is as strong as a scoring punch I think you'll find. Is it a positive or a minus when, when it's all said and done at the end of the year? It's a positive they played him even though they lost. Notre Dame's got a bye week. They scrimmage their own people. BYU had a bye week. They scrimmage Idaho State. We'll look at this game the same way as an opportunity to beat a quality opponent uh, at their place. Yes, the Notre Dame coaches. You know, they didn't play a better defense last year than BYU. They got to Alabama. As long as they could stop the run, then I think BYU's defense will pull off some uh, some turnovers. Van Noy's as good as a uh, pass defense at a linebacker position as he is as a run stopper. As a quarterback who's running it and, and is uh, very familiar with what we're doing, our offense has evolved quite a bit. I'm looking forward to this game as much as any game I can remember in recent memory as a BYU fan. This this is going to be an exciting week. BYU Notre Dame tomorrow from South Bend, Indiana. Very quickly, our rise and shout goes to Steve Young. How great is that guy to join us and uh, to give us great insight, not only about basketball and football. And now we welcome to the show 
head volleyball coach Sean Olmstead. Coach, huge opportunity against San Diego tomorrow on the road for the conference championship. How's your team feeling going into this matchup? Yeah, you know, uh, I've been really excited about the uh, the way they've responded this week. Uh, you know, uh, not to jinx ourselves, I think we've had some of the best practices we've had all year, and so I like their focus. And uh, you know, you get involved in athletics for these opportunities, and I've told those kids uh, that a couple times that here we go. You know, it's, everything's on the line, and let's go take care of business. The game with San Diego in Provo, where you swept them, that was a, feels like a long time ago. Do you feel like your team's ready to bring that kind of performance again? Yeah, no, I really do, and I think we're uh, better than we were then. You know, we've had a couple changes to our lineup that have uh, really, really done a, a nice job, and uh, so I really like what we're doing, and we'll, uh, we'll we're ready to compete with those guys again. More importantly, Coach, did you take your lucky royal blue and lime green accented backpack with you? I yeah, it's I'm driving in my car and I have it on right now. So you don't 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 worry. I've got the shoes to match, like you saw the other yes. day in the field house too. Okay, good luck in the match tomorrow. It's at uh, four Eastern, one Pacific on the W TV. Good luck, Sean. We'll be watching. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, Thank, thanks. Thanks, Coach. All right. Oh, love Sean Olmstead. Love that blue backpack. Final poll results. What's your bold prediction for BYU Notre Dame? The winner is fifty at fifty six percent. BYU defense holds Notre Dame under seventeen points. I think the weather plays into that. That's huge. And I don't. I mean, I don't. I think that's okay. That that's like mild, maybe medium bold, medium sauce. If you if you said like thirteen points, ten okay. points, yes. We go back to Twitter uh, for some more bold predictions. This coming. From Matt Lasersheet, the Cougs force four fumbles, score off of one, probably KVN responsible for the damage. This is my favorite, at BYU Clark. Bold prediction, touchdown Jesus makes a Y as BYU scores a touchdown. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. That's a good one to end on. Big thanks to our guests today. Loaded show, Chad Lewis, Steve Young, Sean Olmstead, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistant Matt Hume today, and our air, uh, audio engineer, Aaron Evans. Check out new BYU, the new BYU Sports Station Facebook page for show links and much more. Like and comment at your heart's desire. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer, and you've just listened to a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. I don't feel intimidated at all.